Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Just Saying Football with Jack and Sean. I'm your host, Sean Gann, alongside my partner, Jack Nicholas. We're here to bring you news, notes, weekly updates, and game analysis of your favorite teams from around the league. If you the chance, go check out our website, justsayingfootball.com. Follow us on Instagram at Just Saying, no GWJS for article and video updates. And don't forget to follow us on Spotify and get us in your ear at Just Saying Football. Week 12 is here. It's Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Happy Thanksgiving, Shanti. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to all the listeners out there. Um, doing something a little bit different for this week. We're going to have one huge episode. Uh, if you saw on Instagram, you're aware of it. One huge one coming at you right now. Um, and the way that we're going to break this down is going to be a little bit different than what you're used to from blowout meh, games of the week. We're just going to run right through this. So you're going to get all of your Thursday, Thanksgiving days. You're going to get your Black Friday, Friday game, your Sunday games, and then your Monday night football games. So listen to whatever you want. It's going to be nice and in order for you, nice and simple. Anything that I'm missing for the people? No, yeah, definitely check us out. Spotify, YouTube, you know, enjoy this on the car ride to the family members or on the way back, uh, you know, as you're chilling this weekend. you got four days of football out of the next five when it comes to Thanksgiving weekend. And, you know, the family's home. Enjoy it. Watch some football with them. And, contain these games yeah absolutely let's jump right into our thursday games because kicking off the day we have the green bay packers making their way to detroit to take on the lions lions are favored in this one by minus seven and a half over under here of 47 um what are your thoughts on this there's some injuries for the packers aaron jones is expected to be out he has an mcl sprain in his knee luke musgrave was released from the hospital with an abdominal injury he's questionable to play how are you feeling going into this one yeah, so obviously we saw the Lions face what seemed like one of their biggest pieces of adversity last week. Even though it was the Bears, it was a divisional opponent. They had to make their way back, and the defense really showed up. Um, going to be another good matchup for the defense this week for Detroit. As you mentioned, a lot of injuries for um, you know the Packers right now. And you know Jordan Love hasn't really been looking too great in my eyes last few weeks. I've been talking about it. Um, You know, currently they're four and six. They dropped to four and seven. This could be an issue, you know, as we know that Jordan Love's kind of on a trial basis. But, you know, we talked about a little off camera. Detroit is just on a run right now, making a nice little playoff run for this year, making a name for themselves. I'm going with this one, no problem in this game. Yeah, I got to lock in the Lions as well. I think this will be another good game. Divisional games are always solid. It's Thanksgiving Day. Players are playing for a little bit more. Um. But Lions, they want to destroy the Packers. Packers have been beating the division, taking over the division for the last, like, 20 and years. how many so. years did we see Aaron Rodgers take down the Lions? Yeah, but think about the Hail Mary also. Revenge so time. This is, this is revenge time. I don't love the spread at minus 7.5 for Detroit. I will take Green Bay to cover that. I think, like, oh, like win, by, win by 6, win by 4, win by 3. That's sort of the relentless is out. And I, but I do like the over here on 47. So, you're betting on Thanksgiving Day. Keep those two things uh, in mind. Moving this right along, you have another divisional matchup. ton of these going on today, guys. Washington making their way to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Cowboys are favoring this one by minus 11, over under here of 49. Uh, Washington couldn't get it done against your Giants last week, and now they're facing a much tougher Cowboys team. How are you feeling about this one? Yeah, man, Washington definitely has to get it right. No Giants fan, including myself, thought that that game was ours to win. But, I mean, when a team like Washington commits six turnovers between their special teams and their offense, 
um, you know, it was really their game to lose. And, you know, I got to say the Cowboys, Deron Bland, you know, this year, four pick sixes. He has four touchdowns this year. That's currently tied with Kelsey and Devontae Adams. And, you know, you're looking at guys like Metcalf, Wallard, uh, Waddle, and even Tony Pollard on his team that only have three touchdowns this year. So this Cowboys defense overall is great, but you got to give a shout out to Deron Bland. Um, you know, Sam Howell has most interceptions in the league right now. You got you to gotta think the Dallas minus 11 is looking a little juicy midday Thanksgiving. He's also getting sacked a ton, and he's going to have Micah Parsons to deal with all day. So I'm locking in the Cowboys in this one. I'll even take that spread at minus 11. I wouldn't be surprised here if it's a two-touchdown victory. The uh, most for... quarterback in the NFL gets sacked by Michael Michael Parsons this week? Yeah, I think two times. I mean, come Ooh. on. It's it's going to be a big day, I think, for for the Cowboys. We saw last week I, Micah Parsons came on, the, on his podcast and was like, you know, I took – just a uh, scoop of pre-workout, nothing else. And I had to puke <laughs> yes. after the game. And like, I think this is like the week where he's like, I'm back to my normal routine. And that's, how you, know, that's how you know that guy's just naturally a beast. Cause he he's, puts anything else in his butt. Yeah. It's not natural. Dude, it's, it, he's, he's so good uh, and to me. The, the Cowboys finally Pollard got in the end zone last week. And now if the Cowboys can get this run game going uh, with Tony Pollard late in the season, as they enter the playoffs, this becomes a much scarier offense to deal with, becomes a little bit more balanced, get a little bit of juice out of Pollard, uh, you know, that Zeke hadn't been providing them the last few years. That's why yeah. Pollard is now the running back one there. But I got to lock in the Cowboys. I just don't think that Washington really is going to be in for this game. I don't know if Sam Howell will be around next year, even for this team. And I don't think that that's the right thing to do if I'm Washington necessarily. Yeah. But, I mean, you got Ron Rivera potentially out of there. Eric Bieniemy could step in. There's a reason why they brought him in as the OC. New ownership. You know, new ownership. Changes are going to be happening more and more in Washington, and they're trying to build this out. So Commanders fans just, like, sit through the turmoil of this season. You guys are going to be fine. You guys just traded away your top defensive lineman a few weeks ago. But, like, it's... You're you're legitimately in a rebuild. You got new ownership and everything. It's it's fine. You guys nothing are, new in Washington. Nothing new in Washington, and that's sad. Uh, screw you, Dan Snyder, you bastard. All right, moving this along, we have an NFC West showdown. San Francisco 49ers making their way to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. 49ers are favored in this one by minus seven over under here of 43. And the great Maris alumni last week, Jason Myers, missed the game winning kick. How are you feeling <clears throat> coming into this one? Obviously, you know, I knew I knew the Jason Myers thing was going to come, come up here, obviously, because Maris guy, love Jason Myers. But I got to say, this is one of the, you know, premier kind of, you know, rivalries in the NFL. We've seen both of these teams kind of kick each other out of the playoffs, have great rivalries a lot over the last decade. And, you know, it's kind of renewing after last year's playoff uh, loss from Seattle uh, that was handed to them by San Francisco. And it was a blowout. And last week, man, perfect passer rating for Brock Purdy. Um, you know, he is officially, you know, a legit guy. You know, we saw it last year kind of on a trial basis. This year he's taking the team under his reign. Um, I, I got to say the the Ken Walker injury kind of makes me a little bit worried, even though Charbonnet last week, you know, he dominated. Um, you know, when you look at it, he had 15 carries to Walker's four. You could tell that, you know, Walker's a little banged up with this oblique injury. So give me the Niners uh, minus seven. No problem. I think if they can take a lead in this game, they're going to take a big one and it's going to go with all the weapons. Um, you know, I had a parlay last week, DK Metcalf touchdown and, uh, George Kittle over 50 yards. I'll take that again this week. No problem. I like that. The one thing I'm really nervous about in this game is just Geno Smith's health. He got the injury last week. I was doing some research right now. Pete Carroll says he's a good to go for Thursday. 
Um, okay. but I'm I'm still a little bit worried about it. Um, I'm short locking week. in the 49ers. It's yeah, like you're saying, short week, they're coming off the brutal loss. What we've seen from Geno Smith is not what we were seeing last year with the comeback player of the year. I bought in yeah. on Geno. I, I still have hope that they're going to figure this out. I'm not sure what the difference is this year all of a sudden. But you can just see there's not a lot of consistency coming from the quarterback position this year. They're not finding the end zone. They're not moving down, moving the ball down the field as consistently, which to me is kind of crazy considering you got Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Jackson Smith and Jigba, you know, Zach Charbonnet, Kevin Walker. This is a solid offensive unit to to go yeah. ahead. I'm I'm – I'm also a little bit worried if the 49ers, you know, take a 10 point lead early on in the first quarter, you know, what, what's, how is Seattle going to, going to respond, especially with the way that the 49ers defense uh, has been playing. So I'll, I'll walk in San Francisco and Purdy last week, another th- three touchdown performance. I mean, perfect passer rating. Like, how does the guy just step in from college and he's just, I get the team's good. I get Kyle Shanahan's good, but how he's this good, I have no idea. It, it makes no sense to me, but we'll move this right along because we have a Black Friday game, and it's the first one ever. Uh, we have the Miami Dolphins making their way to New York to take on the Jets. Miami is favoring this by minus 10 over under here of 48 and a half. Now, there is some news here. Um, Zach Wilson has been benched all the way down to third string quarterback, and... Tim Boyle will be starting in this game. Uh, Trevor Simeon will be the backup. Now, question marks amongst a few of our Jets fans. Uh, one of our friends of the show, Kurt, at Texas being like, why the heck isn't Trevor Simeon starting? Why are we going with Tim Boyle? Um, I don't know. I feel I, it's Tim Boyle, <laughs> who's never had a positive touchdown interception ratio in college or the pros. <laughs> It's, it's uh this is just rough you know i mean i'm i'm it's dolphins all the way for me it's not even a question with the way that this offense of the jets is playing and i feel like i come on here the last three two three years and i talk about the jets and i'm saying the same thing playoff ready defense with an offense that just cannot operate whatsoever we haven't seen a touchdown in weeks from this offense we haven't seen a passing touchdown I think since the little dump off pass to Brees Hall a few weeks ago, like this is this is unacceptable offensive play in the end. Like this is just unacceptable. Yeah, and you know Miami, you know they're only favored by ten. They were favored by fourteen last week versus the Raiders, who actually gave them a little bit of a fight last week. Um, this is the first Black Friday game in NFL history, like you said, and this is going to be one that we definitely don't remember. In my opinion, you have a Tim Boyle who, like I mentioned in college and in the pros, uh, throws a lot of interceptions. Um, you have Jalen Ramsey coming back. He's got two picks last week in his return. How good did he look? I mean, he literally had two picks and one tackle because he did not get targeted after he got thrown to again. That one pick, by the way, was insane. That dive insane. across. Yeah. That, but I got to say, man, people forget about it because he's in and out, but that's a Super Bowl champion. That's a first ballot Hall of Fame cornerback, and you got to play – you know, the Jets offense has to play this defense. This Miami defense is stepping up, and now they got Xavier Howard back. They have Jalen Ramsey back. Jalen Phillips is playing great. Um, give me Miami minus 10, easy one. Go, go, go to Best Buy instead of going to this. If you're going to watch this game, yeah, 110%. Do all your shopping when this game is going on. It's not going to be great. I mean, ticket prices are down if you're in the New York area and you haven't been to a game, you want to go to MetLife. Yeah. I saw a go game time. Game time down 35%. Go see Tyree Kill for relatively cheap in New York at the moment, which doesn't happen often. I'm also locking in the Dolphins. I think this might be like 
a low scoring game, I'll take the under at 48 and a half because it's going to be only the Dolphins scoring in this game. I'll take that all day. So I'll take the under on 48 and a half. This to me could easily just be like a 20 to six kind of game where they, you know, Jets get a garbage time touchdown. They go for two to make it look like more of a game. They don't get it and you end up winning 20 to six. And the reason why I only put them at 20 is because if they're just able to limit the turnovers and then the Jets defense do, uh, what they have always done, which is like play pretty solid defense. Mm-hmm. You can kind of keep the, another team to like a low score relatively, but the yeah. overall feel of the game is just going to be like, you were never in it, even though it's only 20 points. And that's yeah. the vibe again from this game. Just not a, not a great one. Um, And one thing to keep in mind for fantasy owners, uh, Devon H might've hurt his knee. It kept him out for the last four weeks. He came in for, I think only a play uh, and then was right back out. Um, So Salvin, Salvin Ahmed would be the guy to start. Um, unless you already have most on your fantasy team, in which case you don't worry about it. But if you're the Asian owner, just something to keep in mind. It's a short week. And with that knee injury and the way he's played safety and, and health is going to be the, the number one thing, but let's move this right along. Cause we have a ton of Sunday games. There are no teams on a buy yeah, this Thanksgiving dude. week. And it's great. Cause we have the New Orleans. Yeah. And it's insane because I think I've only listed divisional games and we have another one because we have the New Orleans Saints making their way to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Falcons are favored in this one by minus one and over under here of 42. Both teams are coming off the bye. Uh, Desmond Ritter will be getting the start this week. Arthur Smith uh, continues to play connect four in the NFL. Not quite sure what he's doing. He stated that the benching of Ritter was to sort of build his confidence back and get things going again. I don't know. It, it's That's weird. What are your what are your yeah? What are your thoughts on this game? Oh, also, Michael Thomas has also gone to IR. Will be missing the next four weeks with a knee injury. Sorry, I almost forgot about Dang. that. No, yeah, no. We've we've seen that a couple times, and hopefully, um, at least Derek Carr is healthy enough in this game. Um, you know, he has been. You know, we got to see if he's cleared for sure. Um, Desmond Ritter, you know, shockingly is the. Um, leader in NFL game-winning drives tied with Russell Wilson. That sentence does not sound real, but he has four game-winning drives this year. Um, He's great at home. Atlanta is favored by minus one, which shows how 50-50 of a game this is for me. Um, But I think the Saints are the better team, but Atlanta at home has been playing good. Um, They really need to come off that bye and get a little more creative. We've seen their offense kind of become a little bit of nothing. So I'm going to take – them at home because I have a good trend. I feel I have a good feeling that they're going to make some adjustments off this buy. You know, I'm I'm hoping that they do. I just don't. I'm like I'm genuinely every single week the stuff with Arthur Smith and let's just like take fantasy out of it entirely. Mm-hmm. Like I understand fantasy Bijan owners being upset and that kind of stuff, but like from a play calling standpoint, it's been unusual. Game against the Vikings. They dial up a tight end sweep run with Jonu Smith on the two yard line. I mean, like, the, like that's an unusual play call. And yeah. like, sure, if it works, it's a sports center top 10. But because it failed miserably, it became what it is, which is unusual play calling. Like, why aren't you just dialing up Tyler Algier? He's been killing it in the red zone yeah. all year or even Bijan. Like you choose to do like it's been unusual play calling from this offense. And that's what has me a little bit worried. I'll go with the Saints just to be different from you. I think that this is one of those games where the minus one spread shows like even Vegas is like, I, I don't know. I really don't. It's going to be 50-50. Yeah. 
to me, I just can see Desmond Ritter making that mistake, that, that interception that ends up costing game. them, you know, or that sack because he, you know, doesn't see the pressure coming, doesn't make that one adjustment. And that's the difference between Derek Carr and Desmond Ritter to me is Derek Carr might just see that adjustment or m- might not make that one decision that Ritter might make. And so I'll, I'll lean towards that. I'll go with the Saints. And Alvin Kamara has been having a pretty good season since he's come back. Yeah. Uh, and this should be a really good running back matchup. So if you got Bijan, if you got Alvin Kamara, definitely start them you think chris olave gets in the end zone i think so i think he has a big game this week for sure i think that especially with the absence of thomas it opens up so much for him all right one more one more question before we move on who should be more concerned about their job arthur smith or dennis allen definitely arthur smith all right all right i I couldn't agree with more all right let's move this along because guess what we have another divisional matchup. When the Pittsburgh Steelers make their way to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals, the Steelers are favoring this one by minus one over under here with 34 and a half. Um, a few things to talk about going into this one. First one, Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator, has been fired. Um, I didn't think it was honestly going to happen midseason. You know, Steelers are not one of those teams that really fire coaches in the yeah, middle of the season. But I think well. what we're seeing is consistent bad play calls over 11 weeks. And I'm curious to see, is this going to be like what happened with Josh Allen last week? Maybe not necessarily that kind of amazingness out of Kenny Pickett, but is this going to be one of those games where we finally see what he can do? Because there's been a stat line circulating around on ESPN. That's not great, which is that Tommy DeVito already has more multiple passing touchdown games than Kenny Pickett does in his career. And Tommy DeVito has done that twice this year. So that's not what you want to like see when you had Kenny Pickett and this great Steelers team for the most part. But what are your thoughts in this one? Bengals, you know, no Joe Burrow. They're going to be having Jake Browning. Yeah, Jake Browning. Um, You know, we've seen him here and there, but the Steelers are definitely not the get right game for Jake Browning to want to have his first start. He does have the long week advantage, which is good since they played last week on Thursday night football and they're at home. Um, However, the Steelers love coming into divisional matchups and AFC North matchups and just hitting people in the teeth and going after guys. We saw last week with uh, DTR and the Browns. Even though the Browns got that win, I think the Steelers kind of take that fire of that, you know, kind of close last second loss and kind of bring that with them into Cincinnati. Um, I think that Matt Canada getting fired, we saw it with happen, uh, what happened with uh, the Bills last week. Ken Dorsey's out, Joe Brady's in, they score 32 points. I'm not saying that happens with the Steelers. I'm just saying you see Deontay Johnson frustrated. George Pickens frustrated. The Muth is frustrated. Don't piss off the Muth. Don't piss off Najee Harris. Just get them all involved. Get Kenny Pickett some yards and, you know, make the city believe in them. But uh, Pitt is favored by one. I'll take them. No problem. Yeah, I'm, I also like the Steelers in this one. I, I can't remember if it was uh, in the offseason or in the first couple weeks that I talked about this because I read this great article um, about the Bengals from one of their beat reporters, and I wish I could remember the writer, but he was talking about what needs does the Bengals need? Like, what is the Bengals' biggest need? And, of course, a lot of people are like, well, it's offensive line, you got to protect Joe Burrow, or it's mm-hmm. defense, you got to help that out. And his biggest thing was that they needed a backup quarterback. Um, and it's so it's so interesting. I didn't think much of it at the time, except for when the season had originally started and Joe Burrow had come in with the injury. And all of a sudden, you're like, is he going to start week one, et cetera, et cetera. You don't think about how important it is to have a backup quarterback, but here you sit, you're kind of still in the playoff realm, but with no Joe Burrow, your chances don't look like you got it. There's no way for you to trade now because we're past the trade deadline. And so what we're seeing this season, especially with Aaron Rodgers going down, Joe Burrow going down, Deshaun Watson going down, Kirk Cousins going down, having a quality backup quarterback is essential in the NFL. 
So shout out to that reporter that brought it up as their biggest need. He saw something a lot of people didn't see um, because now they are with Jake Browning. If you go on ESPN, if you look up their um, depth chart right now, it only has Jake Browning and Joe Burrow. And that's, you know, that's just something interesting. So I don't know who I don't know who's the emergency quarterback or QB three going into this one. And that also has me worried. Yeah. So Joe I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, so I'm you got to lock in the Steelers. I think this is a defense, a defensive game for them where they can really kind of jump back. And hopefully Kenny Pickett and Jalen Warren have a great, great game going up against the Bengals. But let's move this right along. We got an AFC South showdown. So we have the Jacksonville Jaguars make their way to Houston to take on the Texans. Jacksonville's favorite in this one. By minus one and a half, over under here of 48 and a half. I'm locking in the Texans right off the bat. Um, Texans have won three straight. CJ Stroud's been playing great. Despite the the handful of turnovers last week, I love what he had to say about Steph Curry. Now, shooters are always going to shoot regardless of the situation. Yeah. Um, that's exactly what I want to hear from my rookie quarterback who's already having a great season and had one of his like rough games despite a win. So I, I really like him going into this one. They also beat the Jacksonville Jaguars earlier on this season in what I think many at the time like, was just a fluke win. I don't I wouldn't say it's a fluke win anymore. Yeah, and we were talking about it last week how Trevor Lawrence is like, you know, he's like it's like a coin flip when he's playing in the division because he could either have a great game like he did last week where he was like the highest fantasy scorer at anybody with statistical output. And then he has games like he did with the Texans the first time he played them. Now he's got to go to Houston. Um, you know, we were looking just at, um, you know, the Steelers as, um, you know, as kind of like favorites. I, I look I look at here as Texans as a great opportunity as an underdog defensively. Um, I think Jacksonville kind of, you know, kind of overstayed their welcome last week in Tennessee by just dominating. And you come off a game like that, um, another divisional opponent who is kind of in the race. I just want to put it out there, too, that I put a huge thing in for um, the Texans to win the AFC South because I do believe that even with them being only a game behind, they win this game. And we're talking about them in a very different manner in the AFC. I mean, they win this game. They become number one in, in the AFC South. They get the sweep over Jacksonville with the same record, which as we get down the stretch, that's going to become the biggest thing. Because if yeah. they're tied, let's just say that both these teams finish the season and they're 11 and six. That 2-0 and sweep over Jacksonville, that gives the Texans the edge. Like This becomes such an important right game for Houston. This could be the game that makes sure that guarantees you uh, your spot in the playoffs with home field advantage week one. So I think if, if I'm if Houston Stroud does that his rookie. Year. Yeah. And you know, I, I just can't remember if we talked about it last week, but man, I mean, coach of the year is coming up. And I think for a lot of reasons, it can easily go to Dan Campbell for a lot of reasons. And I'm not saying that it shouldn't go to Dan Campbell, but what D'Amico Ryans has done with this team with the rookie quarterback, it being his first year, it being the Texans franchise that was absolutely dismantled under Bill O'Brien, you know, and being a defensive coach with him being a defensive, like, it's no, you know, you got Noah lead. Brown, Nico Collins, Tank Dell, Dalton Schwartz as your wide receiver group, and Devin Singletary and Damian Pierce as your really like, this was the group that not and the defense of not many known names. Yeah. Like, this is a team that has come up out of nowhere. And is all of a sudden in playoff contention. I mean, we got a lot of season left in, a, in in going on, but I mean, I don't think you can. If D'Amico Ryan's win this, he he deserves it. And if they win the AFC South, if they make it to the playoffs. No offense, I'm sorry, Detroit. I'm so sorry. As much as I love Dan the Man Campbell, 
I think you got to give it to D'Amico because everyone kind of expected the Lions to do this. No one thought that the Texans were going to be six and four right now. Like yeah. no one thought that. I, I, I've not seen any report Nobody. over the years that said over the last like couple of weeks that says that the Texans were going to be at this level. You know, it wasn't until like week five, week six, week seven that you're starting to get the vibe that the Texans might have something. So just wanted to put that out there for coach of the year is award ceremony is going to be coming up sooner than we think because we're already in week 12. Yeah, no, and I, I can't believe we're already we're already talking about all these division games. Like you've mentioned, almost every single game is the divisional games, and it's going to get tight. These records, these head-to-head records, they come into play in just a few weeks. Um, but, yeah, give me the Texans, no problem. This is like an underdog pick for both of us this week, no problem. I love it. All right, let's move this along. we got some not-so-great games coming up, so we'll try to get through these kind of fast. we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers making their way to Colts to take on well, the Colts, <laughs> Indianapolis is favored. This way, minus two and a half over under here of 44 bucks are coming off of a tough loss of the 49ers. Colts are coming off of the bye week. I'm liking Indianapolis in this one. I know they just released Shaq Leonard. Unusual. Couldn't believe that they yeah. did that. And he deserves to sign somewhere and win a Super Bowl. But I just the inconsistency of the Buccaneers team is a little bit worrisome. And I think Gardner Minshew, Jonathan Taylor, you know, their offensive output has been consistent. It's not pretty. You know, the Belgium game wasn't great against the Patriots, but we've seen them pretty much put up 20 plus points every other week. Yeah. And, um, you know, both of these teams, it's funny because they're both in great roster scenarios, in my opinion. They have, you know, a lot of weapons on both sides of the ball, but they're not like the head of their divisions, even though their divisions are weak. Um, I, I don't see too much on these teams, but I like Indy. They're favored. They're at home. Um, Gardner Minshew has a pair of 300 yard games and he's coming off the bye. I think that this is going to be a great opportunity for him. Uh, give me the Colts two and a half. No problem on this one. All right, I like it. Let's move this right along. We have the New England Patriots making their way to New York to take on the Giants. Patriots are favoring this by minus three, over under here of 33 and a half. Uh, New England's coming off the bye. It's not been their season. I believe Mac Wilson, there was rumors he might get benched. There was something going on about that. Bailey Zab might come in. But what are your thoughts going to this? Giants fans or Giants finally won a game. Yeah, the Giants, we were talking about it with Washington before. Nobody thought they were going to win that game, but the defense showed up. I'll just say it as a Giants fan. Obviously, you've lost Daniel Jones. You've lost Aaron Waller. You've had injuries all up and down the offensive line all year. Um, but last week they showed up, they, you know, allowed to cap, they capitalized on Washington's mistakes and the Patriots make a lot of mistakes. Mac Jones leads the league with pick sixes. Um, you know, we've seen him get benched, uh, two times out of the last five weeks. Um, you know, the Giants had a really big bounce back game and Saquon, I, I don't think he wants to leave the team. You can tell the way he's playing. He wants to win football games, even though they're kind of in the tank season. It looks like at least they're going to keep doing it. Um, but I will say, I think that the Patriots pose a real threat to rookie quarterbacks. Their defense is a lot of familiar guys who know how to play Bill's scheme as well. Um, and just like the Giants did with Washington, I think the Pats could do um, to the Giants. Um, you know, I think that, Tommy DeVito's great. Um, I love that he stepped in and he's an undrafted rookie, but we got to, um, I just got to say, I think the Pats actually take this one. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with the giants just to defer from you. I, you know, the, I was reading the report right now and, you know, you got Bailey Zapp, <clears throat> Malik Cunningham, Mac Jones, and Will Greer. And according to Bill Belichick, all four are going to be quote, ready to go. Didn't hand who's going to be the signal caller. 
He didn't hint on anything like that. And I just, I mean, that's, I just don't like that. I don't like, I don't like the, I don't know who the quarterback is. And if it's Mac Jones has been pretty. So I'll go with the Giants. We at least know what we're going to get from this team. I think that their defense up against anyone that's quarterbacking this Patriots team is a favorable matchup. And I think that ultimately it is going to come down to your defense and Deontay Banks maybe making a big play. Although hopefully it doesn't go off on Instagram live. Telling the Patriots to go fuck themselves. <laughs> I kind of like that. As I funny as I, it was, as funny it was as it awesome. was, I thought it was great. Hey, just, hey, look, he shut down everyone just, they threw at him. It's if just the Patriots also took a cornerback first too, okay, before him. So <laughs> I know he was from the 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 Maryland area, <laughs> and Washington got some before him. But, you know, it was great. They needed that edge. All right, let's move this right along with the Carolina Panthers making the way to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Titans are fair of this, so I minus three and a half. Over under here of 36 and a half. Um, I'm I'm gonna lock in Tennessee. They're three and one on at, at home. And you know, the Panthers have just been it's been a rough one. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that easy. I don't think you know, I, I just like to say, you know, Frank Reich definitely has the hottest seat in the NFL right now. No stopping him. Um, you know, so you get fired back to the definitely <laughs> in in realness, he could definitely get fired. In back-to-back years, oh um, god, this is—I'm just going to take Tennessee, no problem on this one. It's a, a thirty-six minus thirty-six, uh, thirty-six and a half over/under. Just um, you know, just take the under. I don't think either of these teams are are going to be capable of scoring. Um, I'm, I'm yeah. doing that. Yeah, yeah. And also, if you're the Panthers, I saw this one report: don't bench Bryce Young, don't bench him now. Let him play the rest of the year. It's going to suck. It's not going to be pretty. You're out of playoff contention. You're not winning your division. Let him play out the year. Get used to the NFL. Because if you bench him, it's going to cut the confidence. So just stick through it. I know it sucks. All right. Let's move this into our Sunday 4 p.m. games. We have the Los Angeles Rams making their way to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Rams are favored in this one. My minus one over under here, 44 and a half. Obviously, Cooper Cup got the ankle injury last week. He is considered day-to-day. Hasn't really been himself the last few weeks, though. How are you yeah. feeling going into this one? So, obviously, um, you know, big Cooper Cup guy. Um, I, I think that, you know, this is definitely one of those week-by-week week things that you're going to have to look at the Friday injury report to know whether you're going to be starting him in fantasy. Um, I, I think the same thing with Puka Nakua, who's also been dealing with injuries. Um, the Rams are favored by minus one in this. It seems weirdly like um, – it seems like a trap, but I'm not going to fall for it because last week I went with the Rams. They overcame Seattle. I think they do the same thing this week on the road. Um, you know, I got to give a shout out to Kyler Murray. He's He's been doing pretty great since he's come back. Um, I don't know if it's rushing stats, but he has about 463 yards the last two games. Two picks to one touchdown. I like to see him uh, throw it through the air a little bit more. Um, but give me the Rams um, right now. I think they're just the better team, um, even though Arizona's scrappy. Yeah, you know, Kyler Murray has only beaten the Rams once in his career in seven meetings, and I think this is the second time he's going to do it. I'm I'm just not loving what we've seen from the Rams team this year. Um, their offense and defense it it it's a very stark reminder to me of of last year following their Super Bowl, where it just the injuries and the lack of explosive plays and all these different things, and I I just don't know if I like it. The inconsistency for Matthew Stafford and. I'll stick with Arizona. We've been at least seeing something similar from them pretty much every single week, despite them having a ton of losses. At least I know what we're going to get out of them. And I think Kyler Murray might be able to make some magic, score some touchdowns for them with their legs, and that adds a totally different dimension to this game. Um, So Kyler Murray, anytime touchdown? (laughs) 
I like a Kyler Murray anytime touch on this one. He does. I love the the memes where it's like he looks like a little kid that stole something as he's running away. I think that's like so funny and pretty accurate. Pure, pure gold. But like, and when I say this though, Duke can outrun me and everyone that talks about this. I'm not for saying sure, it to be mean. Sure. It it just is a I'm little slow funny. as hell. It's just a little <laughs> funny. I do not run fast. Um, but anyway, let's keep this moving along. So we have the like Cleveland Browns making their way to Denver to take on the Broncos. Broncos are favorites by minus two and a half over under here with 30 and a half. Obviously, my Vikings lost a brutal one to them on Monday night football. I'll lock in the Denver Broncos, man. I mean, this is more to do with their ability to just play really bad and win. And I think that when you're going up against uh, a rookie backup in DTR, it's a favorable matchup for a defense that does play fairly well for the most part and has played really well in terms of takeovers since week four. Yeah, and, you know, right now Broncos have won four straight. They have three straight in, you know, both the teams that are, you know, division rivals and Super Bowl favorites. You know, they have really stepped up. Um, And I think the one key here, like you said, is just a good defense with a very favorable quarterback matchup is something that me and you value very highly. And I think, um, you know, Denver has that again here. They have an opportunity to really just step in. Um, stop DTR. I don't know why the Steelers didn't really do what we thought they were going to do last week to DTR, but um, look, he's the guy for the rest of the season, and Denver has taken on bigger fish in the last few weeks. So give me Denver no problem in this one. I, I like that. All right, let's move this right along. So we have an AFC West showdown when the Kansas City Chiefs make their way to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Kansas City's favorite this by minus 9.5, over on here 43.5. Raiders struggled last week against the Dolphins. He th- Aiden O'Connell threw three interceptions. Um, they couldn't get a whole lot going despite their defense kind of keeping them in that game for the most part. How are you feeling about this one? Casey uh, shut out in the second half against the Eagles, and this is their third straight game where they didn't score in the second half. Yeah, dude, we got we got a problem now with with Kansas City. You know, I always have that joke that, you know, you'll send me somebody who's a free agent and you'll be like, yo, Chiefs. And I'm like, no, they do not need more receivers. I got to tell you, they need more receivers. I am I am eating my words on that because they do not have a defined guy. And I'm looking at Mahomes in the first half. He's got like five out of six passes completed. And he's got it to five different guys. And they're all, they're all like 15-yard balls. If you're doing that, they're going to play the mid-level all game. The Raiders are a get-right game. They are favored by nine and a half. Honestly, give me Las Vegas spread plus nine and a half because Casey is not going to be blowing teams out the way that we were expecting them to the last couple of years. This is going to be a, they either lose or they come back kind of team now. Yeah. I like Kansas city in this one. I think they're the chiefs defense has been the unsung heroes of this team For sure. um, this entire season. And they're going to be getting Nick Bolton back hopefully in the coming weeks, which will add a huge boost to them as well. But Darius needs been playing fantastic all year. Uh, just some things to keep in mind. So I'll lock in Kansas City. I think they can force the Raiders to make a handful of turnovers and make some mistakes. Um, But I I am worried. I'm worried about these drops. Um, It happened in week one. And, you know, Mahomes this entire time has been putting it on himself, hasn't said anything about his receivers, anything like that. You know, I'm not going to necessarily come at MVS for that for that catch. That's a tough one. You know, you are extending your body. There's probably some lights hidden in your eyes. Do I think that maybe a Tyree kill if he was still there would have had that or you know, Devontae Adams kind of guy, Justin Jefferson. Yes, I think that those guys would have had it. You know, then that's the difference you, between an MVS and then that they, next tier. But they have the most drops in that's the brutal. whole league by a mile. 
Like yeah, I know. Then there's like the other ones where it's like simple five yard catches, and they're just like it's Butterfingers, exactly. man. They got it's, and we've it's seen, been we've now seen it cost them three games, and you know this is becoming an issue for them. They don't have they're running out of time for Mahomes to build the chemistry that he needs with Tony and Rasheed Rice, and you know outside of Kelsey, it seems like once he gets shut down. Where does KC even go? I like Josh Jacobs and Devontae, obviously, for fantasy starts, but give me KC, no problem in this one. Yeah, I like KC as well, and they're trying to to get back to that first place that they had in the AFC. Currently, the Ravens are there, which would give them the the bye week and home field advantage throughout. So these two teams are fighting for something. Um, Let's keep this moving along. So we have the Buffalo Bills making their way to Philly to take on the Eagles. Eagles are favoring this one by minus three, over under here, 48 and a half. Um, new offensive coordinator Joe Brady had a field day against the Jets, putting up 32 points. We talked a little bit about that. Uh, how are you feeling coming into this one uh, with Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts? Yeah, this is going to be probably you know this would definitely make our you know one of our games of the week this week. We have been really expecting a lot out of Buffalo, um, you know, but they haven't been showing up. And then last week, you know, we finally got to see Josh Allen get free. Um, the Eagles, um, essentially, you know, we really want to see um, what we saw last week, you know, the defense really getting it done. Um, you know, this is now, you know, an interesting season for Josh Allen leading the league in touchdown passes, but also leading the league in interceptions. Um, you know, if there's a team that's going to knock them down for real, it's going to be the Eagles. So um, give me the Eagles in this one. No problem. They're at home. They've been almost unstoppable at home this year. Yeah, I, I also like the Eagles. I think that the the week last last week in Kansas City is going to be the turning point that we sort of talk about for them for the rest of the season. You know, they kind of were a little bit weird in the first five weeks. Um, and then when you play a game against the team that just beat you in the Super Bowl, you know, you're in their home field, you're on the road, you know, you lose that game. Then you start to think like, what, man, like we can't beat the team that beat us it becomes like this mental hub. But, you know, you begin to think about the season differently. And now all of a sudden you beat the team that just beat you in the Super Bowl. You know that you can beat anyone now. Essentially, you just overcame yeah. the hardest thing that you had to do last season, which was beat them in the Super Bowl and you couldn't get it done. And now the Eagles, to me, it's just like this is this to me would give them all the confidence in the world. And I'd be I'm I'd be pretty afraid for the rest of the NFL right now. But what this Eagles team is going to be doing going forth, shutting out Kansas City in the second half was fantastic. We saw them to say, all right, if you're not going to let us pass on you, we're just going to run the ball and we're going to do it with ease. So for me. I like the Eagles, and I think that they're they're a team that's going to be playing much better going forward. But let's move this into our Sunday night football game. So we have the Baltimore Ravens making their way to L.A. to take on the Chargers. Ravens are favored in this one by minus three and a half. They obviously got the huge win against the Bengals last week. Ton of extra time uh, to rest because it was a Thursday night game. Now they're playing on Sunday against the Chargers. Um, How are you feeling on this one? Obviously, Ravens are going to be without Mark Andrews for the foreseeable future. I did see one report that said that if they're in the deep playoff uh, contention, that there's a potential for him to return around then again, though, deep playoffs, you know, I don't know what that, what that it's really tough. means, it's you know? Tough, yeah. So how are you feeling this one? I, I think that, you know, this is definitely an opportunity for, you know, both of these quarterbacks to kind of show up and show up because, you know, they're both going to be AFC contenders. Like you said, both kind of looking to make playoff runs. Definitely. Um, Mark Andrews, obviously a huge hit. That's Lamar Jackson's favorite target. And he's really been the guy out there. I, I think the real key is that, 
the Chargers are just, you know, they have been giving up so many games and they've been losing so many close games. I think that it really comes down to Baltimore has, when they're ahead, they really take the charge and really beat you. Um, Gus Edwards has been killing it. Um, the last five weeks, he's had one, three, two, one, and two as far as touchdowns. Um, that's nine of his last, uh, you know, all nine of 10 of his touchdowns have come since week seven, and we are just in week 12 now. So, you know, I feel like unless the Chargers are, have a way to stop Gus Edwards and Lamar Jackson in the backfield, it's going to be a tough one. Yeah, and you know, Joey Bosa injured his foot last week. He was visibly in tears, looking like he's also going to go on IR. You know, Chargers in the fourth quarter just seem to collapse. They just don't play well towards the end there in the stretch. Um, so I'm locking in the Ravens. Ravens, top 10 offense, top 10 defense. They've been playing lights out. Yeah, I think that, like you mentioned off camera too, it's one thing is now this really opens up a lot for the other weapons, and the Chargers have a really good um, you know, passing defense kind of for a big, you know, for that big issue. I think the key really is that, you know, Lamar is on an MVP tear right now. This offense is not on, 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 on an MVP tear. And essentially, uh, you know, I, this is going to be opening up a lot for my guy Zay Flowers. So, um, you know, give me Baltimore. And OBJ. Yeah, and OBJ. And OBJ. 100 yard game last week. Wink, wink, wink if you got to pick him up on the waiver wires. I saw that from Sean. All right, and moving us into our last game of the week and our Monday night football match with yet another divisional showdown. We have the Chicago Bears making their way to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Minnesota's favorite this one, minus three and a half, over under here of 43 and a half. Um, I'll let you go first because I just have so much to say. Of course, of course. Um, so last week, obviously, um, the Bears gave the Lions a hard time. We actually kind of started the show by talking about how the Lions had to overcome the adversity the Bears gave them. Um, Minnesota last week, obviously, heartbreaking loss. Um, we just talked about it with the Denver game. Um, Josh Dobbs, the astronaut man, that's 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 Sean's new my guy, if there ever was one. Um, they are looking good right now. They're favored by three and a half, as you said, which I do think should be more like four and a half, five and a half, but I get it. They're coming off the loss last week. Um, I will say Minnesota at home has been excellent this year. Um, you know, and right now the Lions are ahead in this division. We've been talking about it all day about how these divisional games are key. They're not just giving you them a lot because it's awesome. They're giving it to you because this is a great week of rivalries, not only in college, but in the NFL for you to enjoy something like this. The Vikings are looking to stay alive in the NFC playoff race, which if you look at it in big picture, really isn't that great. Um, but man, this is a great matchup for uh, Minnesota. Yeah, you know, Minnesota, we're undefeated currently in our division along with the Lions. We've both beaten the Bears and the Packers. Uh, we're going back to our throwback jerseys, the, the Bud Grant ones that we wore week one. Um, so there's a lot of things for why the Vikings should win this out. I, I, you know, it's a tough, tough loss. We had a pretty solid game. Our turnovers continue to be the things that kill us, especially in the first half. We just cannot seem to clean that up this season. That's one of those things that we got to do. But to me, I'm looking at this Vikings team. You're six and four. You've got a two game lead essentially for the playoffs that they're to end right now as a seventh seed. You got to beat the Bears. Like this is one of those games where it's an easy one. You took a heartbreaking loss last week to the to the Broncos that you should have beat. Now you got to beat the Bears. Like you beat them at home. It was against you know you injured Fields. You had a, you got to go out against Bayesian. It wasn't necessarily really really pretty. It was you know JJ questionable leading up to this one. I still expect him to be game time decision. 
I also wouldn't be surprised if we sit him considering that we have the bye week next week. We technically get a, a free week on his yeah. uh, return from the IR. Um, that's not counted towards him whatsoever. Those days aren't counted towards the 21 day window. Um, it really comes down to how we're feeling going into this one. That loss to the Broncos game to me made the decision to put Justin, uh, Justin Jefferson out there a little bit more 50, 50. If we had beaten the Broncos, I would tell you right now with confidence, Justin Jefferson isn't suiting up because this is the game that we could afford to lose. But now, you know, we're in the six game stretch going or seven game stretch going five and two is not as strong as going six and one. Um, So these, these games, these easy games, these divisional games, like we keep talking about, you got to win these ones, Minnesota. Like this, this is going to be one of those big ones. If we can go into the bye off of a six and one, seven game streak, Mm -hmm. that's just where you want to be. Cause we got to play the lions twice. We still got to play the Raiders. We still got to play the Bengals. We still got to play the Packers again. You know, there's still a well, few those games in there. Getting easier too now. Yeah, I, as I'm saying it out loud, it doesn't sound as bad. Like the Bengals, <laughs> no, bro, that's a that's a winnable game. The Raiders yeah. are a winnable game. The Packers should be a winnable game, but still, like this is again, like you got to win all the easy games. You just got to. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that you know Minnesota easy in this one. It's not like last week where we went in and we're like, I don't know about the Broncos. They've been hot. Um, the Bears are not hot. They are one of the least hot teams in the league right now. Um, they genuinely. Um, this is an easy matchup. I Like you said, Justin Jefferson, big point. Um, he's definitely, you know, in the beginning of the year when he got hurt, we said, well, what if they are two and seven at this point or two and 11? They're not going to play him. Now they're in contention and he's a competitor. He said on Twitter yesterday that he wants to keep his health in check. Everybody respects that. Um, everyone just wants to go see him play at 100. I, you know, I even tweeted back. I said, you know, we just want to see you at 100. You know, we want to see you at 100%. So when you go on the field, you can show us that 200%. That's what he does when he's on the field. So, you know, give me Minnesota, Jordan Addison, um, TJ Hogginson. I'm going to ride him for a touchdown every week. No problem. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely take a Jordan Addison touchdown this one. I, I like him. You know, it's been a minute since he got in the end zone, and I think he, I think he's our wide receiver one right now. So we've been hitting Brandon Powell for some touchdowns and TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> the one thing I want to see from Josh Dobbs just a, a little bit more is just um a little bit more consistency in the second half. Was, yeah. You know, in about three games that we've had with him now, he's two and one, but you can just see that in the second half, Minnesota's not putting up as many points. That was a real worrisome game against the Saints late there. Um, against the Falcons, we also kind of struggled a, a little bit. And then against the Broncos, only put up three points in that second half. Like, that's not how you're going to win games. So I want to see a little bit more from Dobbs getting consistent, moving the ball down the field for four quarters. Um, you know, that's just something that as we get into the playoffs, it's going to become really important. I also just want to say, I do think Ty Chandler is going to be seeing a little bit more work going forward. Yeah, he, so had a good, he had a couple of good burst runs last week for sure. If you're, if you're a Madison owner, just keep that in mind. Madison is a one cut power back. You know what I mean? I Not think <laughs> Chandler is adding a little bit more dynamic to our team that we need. So if you're an Alexander Madison owner, keep that in mind in fantasy. Um, but that's all the time that we have today. That's all of the games. No teams on a bye. It's Thanksgiving week. Uh, enjoy the long episode. Hopefully everyone eats a ton of food, relaxes, watch some football, does some shopping, and enjoy some family time. Yeah, enjoy it. Thank you guys for joining us. Eat big, uh, watch some football, and enjoy time with the family. Uh, always check us out. Just saying football on YouTube and Spotify as you are traveling this weekend. Uh, remember, we got all the games here. Fantasy playoffs coming up in three weeks. Go get it. Go get your money um, and uh, enjoy the show. Um, thank you for thank you for joining us. Enjoy.